0: Hi, folks. Welcome to another edition of Gold Bazaar. This is Pasha Hajian speaking. Myself, I'm Bob Agoliz, another director of Gold Bazaar. I was very delighted to be joined by Lotfi Wada, a huge expert on African football. Uh, somebody that, you know, knows African football inside and out uh, to speak about Morocco. As you guys have realized, we've been doing a two-part analysis as well with Tom Gutengaard on Portugal and on Spain with Messer Maldini so j- check out those two interview outs if you haven't done so please and um, you know we have many many special interesting things coming up and as you guys know our partnership with Adidas Iran, checking down on Instagram um, with the discount code GOLDBAZAN15, you could get some discount codes on the latest national team wear. Another interesting thing is if you don't follow us on social media, please, we're giving out a free national team medley official polo kit. So, you know, if a lucky winner could potentially uh, win that, so follow us, retweet it, let folks know. And as always, we appreciate the support. Enjoy our talk with Mr. Lofi Wada on Moroccan football and Group B with Iran. Thank you. Right now, joined by Lotfi Wada and Bobak Golriz. Lotfi, thank you for coming on Goldbiz. It's an absolute pleasure. How are you doing today?
1: I'm uh, fine, thanks. you. I'm
2: very well. Bobak, Good to be here as usual, Pasha, and nice to be acquainted with Lotfi, an expert on African football.
0: Lotfi, well, if you could just tell the viewers about Morocco's qualification process leading up to World Cup in Russia.
1: Yes, it was. Uh, to be fair, it started. It started uh, because you know our our african qualifiers are on two two years on two years and in two phases it started quite uh, simply and easily with a with a first win in the preliminary round before the group stages against uh, Tome and principe home and away they 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 beat one of the let's be uh, let's be honest one of the punching bags of uh, of african football um, they beat them, and uh, th- they were at that time under the um, under the the leadership of the the uh, legendary player there, and even in African jello, the their former coach Baduzaki who is was uh, one of the the greatest African keepers uh, ever, and uh, one of the best players, obviously, of uh, Moroccan uh, football. Um, then they they found they had a problem with him after some. Uh, after a very dual start, of um, after a very some very uh, dual, uh, dual games, they decided to hire Evé Renard, who had just left, uh, who had just left, um, he had just left some, uh, Ivory Coast after winning the the Afcon and uh, fulfilling one of their the long dreams, their long dream, sorry, and then the the change started to operate. First of all, they were drawn in, uh, in probably one of the, the toughest groups of the, of the tournament, of the group stages. They were drawn with uh, Mali, the, the very physical side, Ivory Coast, who were arch-favorites uh, at the moment of the draw, and as, as they, they were the reigning African champions, and Gabon, who were, uh, who were, under, who were led by uh, Pierre-Marie the Dortmund and now the Arsenal star. They started quite quite difficultly, you know. They they started with two barren draws at home and away against. Uh, they hosted Ivory Coast and they they drew in um, in Gabon for in the first match day. Then they they drew in uh, against Ivory Coast at home. Then they managed to, to turn the tables and uh, and in the last uh, four four games, you know, which were played from uh, August to November they qualified and they didn't concede, as you as you probably saw, they didn't concede a single goal during these those group stages. They they beat uh they beat Gabon uh, they beat sorry um, they beat Mali 6-0 and it, it was quite uh, it's quite very difficult to do that because Mali are they are, are known for being very tough defensively and very physical. Then they drew uh, they they managed a barren draw goal let's draw in Bamako. Although they they could and should have won it if uh, Hakim Ziyech had scored his penalty, and then they managed to uh, to get a, a win over Gabon in uh, in Casablanca in uh, in his royal Highness Mohammed 5 Stadium. And then they they got the 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 situation you know they wanted they had to decide in Abidjan against. Uh, Against uh, Ivory Coast, against in the in the den of the of the lions, in a certain way against the les les éléphants, they managed to to uh, to silence them quite easily, you know, and very fastly. They scored two goals. Uh, they scored two goals in the first half, and it was you know it was a, a start they were even even not dreaming of, and uh, and yes, and after that they qualified and they and they ended. Uh, 20-year 20-year uh, absence at the at the World Cup uh, in the World Cup uh, <coughs> in the World Cup level and uh, and it was completely deserved as they were definitely the best you know and it was quite a, a, a remarkable and a formidable I would say a formidable uh, a formidable turn of events you know because nobody was I would say nobody we were all expecting you know as we are all expecting uh, Ivory Coast to qualify, and but Morocco managed to turn the tables and uh, and show some extreme solidity either home and away. As as you know, they conceded, they didn't concede a single goal during uh, the entire group stage campaign to fo- to to book their ticket to uh, to the World Cup and to to finally come back on the on the world scene in uh, in Russia this time with a uh, very renowned, very talented bunch of players.
2: Lotfi, um, looking at Morocco and following them from afar, it seems like you could say that they are quite similar to Iran, at least as what we hear and what, from what we've seen, in the sense that they set up very compact and quite good defensively, but then they're very lethal on the counter-attack. Um, could you tell us how much of this is true, obviously, and what is Renard's uh, go-to tactics?
1: I think yes. the, the parallel with, with Iran, I think, is pretty uh, is probably is very good and is very uh, is very is very true and precise because you know they are they have uh, they have since every uh, Renard's uh, uh, appointment, they have this this capacity to to be extremely solid defensively. Uh, I would say they are even probably the, the best defense in Africa, and it's quite you know it's quite surprising because if you compare, for instance, pound for pound, they don't have technically and uh, the the best player at the at the best positions in uh, in the African scene to have the best defense in African football. But if you consider on the on the on the field, it's clearly uh, it's clearly they are clearly uh, ahead of the rest defensively speaking. As you said, and um, they have also as you, as uh, and the parallel again against again with Iran is very is very precise. They have this. Uh, they have some cr- creative talent, you know. As you have, uh, I, I don't know if they play. Uh, if they are called up, you have uh, Ali, Ali Poor for instance, of or the of the the guys like uh, Sardar Azmoum, etc. They have guys, for instance, like uh, Hakim Ziesh, the the their marvel they managed to snap from uh from uh netherlands he was a uh, uh, netherlands begged him almost begged him to play for netherlands but he picked the country of his parents they have uh, amin harit of um of um Schalke. of Schalke, yes of Chalk new thank you uh they have also the the veteran uh, mubarak busufa who is in the midfield the player of al jazeera who is a uh, who is now feeling like a seventeen-year-old player, even though he's uh, he's very he's old, and, but he's very good, and uh, you know, and they have also uh, they have you know they have two two things which are pretty rare, you know, because um, Mubarak Boussefal still still insisting on him. You know, he has been formed as a playmaker or either as an offensive attacker, and now he's playing almost as um, he's playing almost as a holding midfielder. Was Yes, he's playing as a holding midfielder, and uh, I think it has been one of the discoveries of Herve Renard, you know, because he put them there, and he, I would say personally, I didn't thought that Mubarak Boussoufa him for so much time, that he had, for instance, the the work rate and the, the qualities, the defensive qualities to play at this position, and and they have also uh, I think which which is typical from Renault team you know he loves kind of random strikers you know they have they don't have a, a top class for instance uh, nine or a top class striker like uh, some African teams had for instance in the past or, or some African teams cur- are currently having they have a guy for instance they have a uh, Khalid Boutaib who who is playing in a in a he left uh, just uh, our our French leader you know and he, he just signed in a middle ta- mid table team in uh, in Turkey they had also um, and uh, yes they have those players and that's i think that's probably the biggest gains from every renard they have also i think you know him uh, ashraf hakimi who is probably one of the best uh, the best pro- prospects on the African scene, considering the full back position, either on the right or on the left, they have um, Hamza Mendil, who who, the, who is playing uh, at Lille and who has been also. He's you know he's one of those uh, those Renard players. You know he's not uh, every Renault called him, although he was playing in uh, I think he was playing in Lille uh, reserves. You know and and he managed to establish himself in uh, in the Morocco's uh, starting eleven. And they have also uh, since two or three, um, since two or three months, they have some uh, talents uh, emerging from the from the local scene. They have uh, probably the, the two biggest uh, talents which which emerged in the past year, in the past month. You have uh, first of all, you have uh, Ashraf ben Sharki, the the five million dollar man who left, uh, who uh, destroyed everyone in the African Champions League with WIDAD. Then he signed with uh, El Hilal uh, Riyadh uh, during the Chan. And he has been uh, called up. He was even called up for the decider, even though he made a, a cameo. You know, he played five, six minutes, but he's very good. And you have the probably the nine, the, the striker. I hope for him, they have the striker who is, uh, I, I hope for them, sorry, the striker who could resolve their, their problem and, and they could stop uh, calling up uh, those random strikers. They have uh, Ayub El kaabi who has been a uh, uh, formidable and uh, sensational, to say the least, at uh, at Chan, in, uh, which is uh, the uh, uh, sort of AFCON for only for players based in uh, in local leagues. You know, he scored nine goals, and uh, he was a uh, he was uh, he, he destroyed everyone. You know, and and he's and it's strongly rumored, and it will be. It's very likely that he will be called up for the um, for the future uh, FIFA date. I think it's on March, if I'm not wrong, and and the, and he could solve the problem uh, of uh, a problem of the the nine the the striker problem Morocco have um, have now.
0: Lotfi, the last time Morocco was in the World Cup was 20 years ago in 1998, with the likes of Mustafa Haji, Chipo and Basir, some of the three biggest names in Moroccan football. Arguably, now you're transitioning into a great manager, Herbert Renard, huge name in African football. He's won the African Cup of Nations with Ivory Coast and Zambia. What are fans' expectations from the media and the pundits, you would say? I think, personally, the,
1: um, you know, uh, I would say since um, since since January 2017, I think there has been quite, uh, you know, in the past before January, uh, two thousand seventeen. Sorry, there was quite um, a love and hate relationship between the fans and um, and, the, and the national team. You know, because I would say that the you know the the results weren't there, and there's a very very strong culture of uh, club football in Morocco. You know, and and as the results weren't there, the the fans get and for after years, you know, because Morocco had for years uh, uh, re, uh, poor results which weren't uh, at par with their, with their prestige and uh, the quality of their, of their footballers. Uh, I think since, two ta- since uh, AFCON 2017, they, Moroccan fans, I think, found think and finally found a real team, you know, contrary to the past. And it's mainly due, even if they were eliminated in quarters, you know, of AFCON, they found a the real team, and you know we, we saw the impact of the, of this as they were warmly welcomed after reaching the quarters in uh, Afcon after being eliminated by Egypt. They were warmly welcomed uh, while coming back in Casablanca. Then this uh, this uh, this um, <coughs> this love, for instance, uh, kept 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 growing. Uh, Till uh, till the end of the qualification of the of the qualifiers, you know, it it was quite like uh, you know we are fu- fully fully behind 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 you because you know we have a, we have a, a common goal, so let's achieve it, and and then uh, we will see what happened next. And they managed to achieve it, you know, because uh, and uh, and I think yes, the the turning point was surely uh, surely the the Afcon 2017. Then uh, the result came, and etc. etc. And, and, um, and the and the and the and the the, the peak where was uh, when they qualified for World Cup. And uh, considering the chance, the chances. Sorry, <coughs> I think many of us, many of uh, many of African fans in general, you know, we, we are waiting for our, our teams to have a, to have a, to have a good good um, good draws at World Cup to to to, uh, to have hope, you know, because on this group, sadly for them, uh, Morocco aren't favourite, you know, uh, and that's I think that could that uh, that hampered on their chances. But uh, I maybe I would say that uh, they they can they believe that they can do it, especially uh, especially as you know they are M- Morocco have nothing to lose compared to. Um, to uh, to the two uh, superpowers who are in the group with like with the likes of uh, the the two superpowers, sorry um, Spain and Portugal so I think yes maybe this uh, this this uh, this attitude to have nothing to lose and to surprise maybe one of the two could help them but uh, you know in if we make a parallel with with 1988 you know with all my due respect for um, for Scotland and Norway, you know, Morocco had t- had a team which uh, had a chance, a real chance, actually, in, in a group like this with uh, I think it was Brazil, M- Norway, Morocco, and uh, and Scotland, and I think they had a, they had and they should have they sh- should have even qualified and uh, and you know they had this chance because uh, Brazil at that time were untouchable and uh, and unreachable for the first spot they had. A real chance to qualify behind Brazil, but now now you have uh, you have the two and you have the uh, two big big teams, and it will be a very difficult at eyes to qualify, as they have, uh, I would say probably the the toughest group possible for an African team with uh, with uh, with us Tunisia with uh, 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 England pro, uh, Panama and uh, and Belgium. Okay, uh, Ludwig, tell us
2: how you expect, in terms of a formation, uh, for Renard to line up against Iran and maybe throughout the World Cup, and uh, where would you say is the team's
1: weakness? I would say that um, they have. I would say that they will. Uh, they would. Um, they would play in a in a in a three three at the back, five at uh, in the midfield, uh, or with two full backs and two in the two. Uh, Two in front because uh, they play like this. They surprise some teams in Af- in uh, in Afcon with uh, such a formation, and it has been very, uh, it has been very, uh, it has been very, very, very uh, useful at uh, during the, the qualifiers. The main weakness, I th- I would say, for Morocco would be, um, you know, they have because they are like some uh, many uh, renowned team, you know, every renowned team they have. This problem of um, if they they find you know with all my respect for our African cl- first with our African teams that we don't face for instance teams which are tactically as uh, even if the level has partially increased we don't face teams which are uh, tactically uh, much uh, much uh, this this tough to break you know because we face for instance to be honest and fair and square. We face, for instance, Minos who who park the bus, a, b- a bit of pressure, and and uh, and then they crumble immediately, or they crumble after physically after an hour of football. But now they will have a it's their biggest challenge, I think. And uh, secondly, more of that, more of that. I think they have pro- they could have a problem of creativity, you know, because uh, Iran are are well. Um, are tactically, are tactically, so tactically, sorry, uh, well, uh, well drilled. They are defensively very solid, and they, they will play. I, I would say uh, almost against, uh, against uh, um, their mirror, you know, the, a mirror team. I, if I can say that, you know, because as you say, then as uh, Babak made the the parallel, the excellent parallel at the beginning of the podcast, I think the the both teams are similar and. Uh, and I just hope personally that uh, it won't have uh, an impact. Even if, uh, even if I'm, I, uh, I, I, I expect that. I, I, do, I just hope it won't have an impact on the, on the game because uh, both teams have uh, plenty of talent, offensively speaking, and we could have a, a great game if it's, uh, if it's, uh, if it's w- uh, open a, a bit, and uh, and because both teams, I said, have a top. Have uh, quality footballers either at the back and uh, uh, either at the back or in front and even in the middle. So yes, I just hope that that uh, the, their two weaknesses, as said, probably they have also some inexperience. Also, if it can be an, some weaknesses, the inexperience of some uh, of their players, of uh, some of their full backs like I um, as said, Ashraf Hakimi, even though he plays in Real Madrid. He's only 18, you know, or something like this, 18 or 19. Uh, they have Hamza Mendil even though he's not uh, playing, uh, he's, he's not, uh, he's no more the regular since uh, two, three games. Um, they have they have this problem of inexperience in some parts, but uh, uh, generally, you know, they have uh, guys who are playing uh, probably the, the biggest, they will play the three biggest game of their lives, you know, they have... Uh, for instance bin atiyah he was playing uh, for the anecdote he was playing in uh, in my hometown club he, he will play his first World Cup although he's a uh, 31 he has been there with Morocco for instance since uh, since the beginning even in even in their in their dark dark years when they were during at home against the Central African Republic etc losing in, in Tanzania he was there they have uh, they have Mubarak Bussufar. has been even he's even older than him. He's there since uh, a decade, you know. So for them, they have this perfect blend of experience at a higher level because uh, you know, many Mehdi Benatia plays uh, at Juventus. He, he know he plays a uh, against top footballer uh, um, every 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 um, every three days or seven days. They have uh, Mubarak Bussufar. Years they have. Nabil Dirar, who is uh, very good, and who has the who knows how the top level is, and they have, uh, and I think it makes a balance with some uh, talents who are who are still there, who are the the fresh talents who are upcoming, and they have also the this problem of nine, I said, but uh, if they find the the key for the problem of nine, of tri- striker, even though Everina knows how to play with. Uh, <coughs> with a below, uh, with a below uh, average, I would say, uh, striker and very random. I think, yes, if they found a, a, a very top striker, they, they could cause problems because, um, you know, the, the quality is there. They have some weak points. They are not a team made of, uh, of Jesus and his apostles. So they have some weak <laughs> points like everyone, you like teams, like all teams. And uh, why not? Maybe why not to... To, to create, uh, to, to beat Iran, and maybe by a miracle to, to take some points from uh, from Portugal, or uh, yes, Portugal, because Spain look uh, unreachable, and uh, maybe, yes, why not? But uh, it will be, uh, as said for me personally, it will be uh, very complicated, as it's one of the toughest group of the, of the, of the, the World Cup, sadly, for uh, uh, Moroccan friends.
0: I have two questions for you, Lotfi. If you could just tell us where Morocco, you know, could exploit Iran's weakness, and on top of that, what are fans uh, thinking about, you know, the Iranian national team and Carlos Caro, the pundits or you know, former players? I would say
1: that uh, personally, if um, Morocco could uh, exploit uh, um, Iran weakness, if I understood understood the question well, uh, by uh, playing, especially on. Uh, um, I would say if they play on with the the um, on on the wings, yes, on the wings, yeah. That was what I was looking for, on the wings as they have, you know, they have very fast players. Um, they have uh, their their full backs either Nabil Dira or even uh, Hamza Mendil or Ashraf Hakimi. They are pretty fast. They have. Um, and I think that that could be the the key because mm-hmm. uh, they have they have some uh, real real really fast players, and they have also um, an X factor which is uh, Atmayer Hakim Zieš, who is, who is definitely underrated. I don't know why, maybe because he doesn't play in, uh, in one of those uh, glamorous and uh, whatever whatever leagues, um, and he's maybe admires the the real X factor, you know, because uh, he has. He has this capacity and this formidable skill to to make uh, uh, the pass or the or another or the touch which which can change any everything. And uh, yes, I think that's that's these are the two biggest Morocco um, Morocco uh, weapons. And thirdly, I would say the the um, the set pieces, especially corners, when uh, and cross uh, and also crosses. Coming from the from one of the two uh, uh, points with the, the full backs. I think also, yeah, the set pieces are, Morocco are very good on that. They scored, uh, Mehdi Ben Atia, for instance, scored the, the goal which uh, silenced uh, the, the, the Ivorians in, uh, uh, in, uh, and qualified Morocco for the World Cup in the last match day. Uh, they scored many goals also like this. Um, I think yes, also, and they have some defenders who are pretty tall. They have Mehdi Benatia. They have, and they have, um, they have some very good, very good, um, very good uh, set piece taker with also takers with uh, either Nabil Dira They have also uh, Mubarak Busufa who is, uh, who is probably I think he's the the unsung hero of the of the team, and uh, but that's only my opinion. And they have. Uh, Hakim Ziyech, also yes, they have Hakim Ziyech, Mubarak Boussoufa, and uh, Nabil Dura who are excellent set-piece takers, and they know how to 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 play them well. So I think yes, those are the three. Uh, I would say the three biggest, uh, uh, the the two biggest weapons of um, of uh, of, uh, of Morocco against Iran, and uh, they have also uh, the they are similar also as they they go very well on. They play very well on counters, etc. But that's uh, the, the the very not touch at at its best, you know.
2: Uh, uh, Lotfi, your description is almost like you said, it it reflects a a lot of uh, the tactics and uh, strengths that Iran also has, but uh, formation-wise, there seems to be a distinct difference going with three at the back. So, uh, we're presuming that Hakimi and maybe Dirar are going to play at the wings, on the wing-back positions. Uh, unless uh, mendil uh, comes in but the two strikers okay you mentioned the number nine but then what about the second striker Where, are they playing someone from midfield over there uh or is it uh, another uh conventional forward
1: i think yes they play more uh i was uh, i was quite wrong i think they were, they play more in three four one one i would say with a with a man who is just behind the, the, the striker who is... 4 one
0: one
2: four, one, then, one, four, one one, yeah, but four, one that's, We're one, still... 4-1... One. Uh, no, then we're short a player, I think. 3-4... That's 7 players. And then you need 2-1, I think. Yes, I think, yes. So that, three four two one. So 2 players behind the number uh,
1: 9. Yes, logically. Yes, I think they were like this. And okay. or or either they play with, um, or it's either yes they play with a uh, three four or four or maybe sometimes they play with a uh, four four at the back one in the midfield and uh, but it's it's you know they they manage to they manage they are very versatile tactically and I think for me that was probably one of the biggest surprise you know of the of the. Um, of the of the qualifiers you know because they generally uh, African teams only uh, m- uh, master only master very well only one uh, one uh, tactical uh, tactic but uh, they mastered very well too and it's uh, it's it was uh, a heartwarming surprise to see to see them doing that for instance you know in the in the afcon they played uh, the their opener with a uh, 4-1 4 I think yes they play the uh, let me see they play with a uh, yes for instance in Afghan their opener they played with uh, a, f- a, ba- a back four made of Nabil Dira at, at right back Ben Mauro da Costa Dacosta the former Olympiakos I think he's still playing there uh, Hamza Mendil they played with the Karim el Ahmed also who is one of the he's with his his mate uh, Mubarak Busufah, one of the best. The, the, he's uh, he's the, the pillar of the one of the pillars of the team. He's also one of the oldest players. They played with Menedi Carcela, Roman Saiz, uh, Omar El Kadouri on the on the on the wings, both Carcela and Kadouri on the wings. And uh, they played with a striker who was uh, Aziz Bohadouz and he was the lone striker and they played in their first game with a 4 1 4 1. Then, secondly, they played. Uh, they they came back to a five man five man defense. They played with Hamza Mendil on the left, Nabil Dira on the right, three uh, three or made of uh, Roman Saiss, um, uh, Manuel Da Costa, Maouane Da Costa, uh, Mehdi Ben Arfie, the captain. On the midfield, they play with uh, Karim el Ahmedi, Mubarak Boussoufa, Omar El Kadouri, and uh, Faisal Fajr just just close to a uh, to aziz buhadus in the, in a 532 then after that they played uh, then for instance again uh, ivory coast in uh, in the afcon they they changed to a 433 you know because that that's what i think that's also i forgot it but that's also one of the the their biggest point you know they are very flexible tactically but but I uh, said we have a concern again I said because uh, th- because we don't face uh, with all my respect because uh, for our formidable African teams etc we don't face uh, teams which are tactically they will face a team which is tactically as good as them so let's see how it goes and but uh, their tactical f- flexibility cre- created many problems and was one of the, the biggest uh, reasons why they qualified for World Cup in uh, during the the during the qualifiers, after being uh, badly uh, after starting badly because you know a, a draw, they collected, for instance, just two points out of six in in two games. You know, and it was almost uh, nobody gave them a chance. You know, they had to they had to have a very favorable result in their favor and to win all all the games, and they almost did it. You know, they. They didn't lost. They won uh, three games out of four the last, and uh, especially with this uh, this decider uh, in uh, in Abidjan will will stay in, uh, in in the history of African football. And um, so yes, I think yes, their flexibility will be a will be will be um, asset, will be a, a very one of their biggest point uh, strength, but but a concern. Again, we, they don't. They haven't faced. I think they have faced a team which was tactically as good as them. To be honest, in uh, during the, the last years, I think they only faced a team which was uh, as good as them, and it was Egypt, you know, because it was probably the the two best team the two best teams of Afcon, and uh, sadly, only one of them had to, to qualify for the. It was an early final, if you prefer. And sadly, one of them had to qualify for the for the semis, and uh, Egypt did it, and it was a ta- uh, an excellent tactical battle between uh, Everina and uh, Hector Cooper. So yes, their tactical flexibility is uh, is excel is, uh, is is incredible at at our African level. But I said uh, 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 we have a concern because you know we don't face uh, extraordinary or, or even top class teams, you know, with top class practitioners. Let's be a uh, Let's be honest, and uh, and that's why uh, it will be very interesting to see them as uh, as said, uh, and as uh, let's not forget it. It will be a uh, very now first uh, first World Cup as he failed um, as he failed in the past to uh, to qualify for. He failed to qualify, and uh, he and it was one of the, his biggest his biggest dreams and aspirations to. To, to coach an African team in the World Cup and and probably he has because he's very surprising you know he has probably some some tricks in his bag and uh, we we don't know but uh, I said the, the concern is uh, is tactical even if they are ex, uh, excellent and, and top of the crop in Africa with egypt certainly um they, they will they will play teams tactically which are from another another level from what? They they meet in African on the African scene with uh, even just with Iran and it's not bootlegging or whatever you know we don't face uh, we, we don't face teams which are so well drilled they face uh, teams who are either very open or or or, or um, for instance uh, uh, parking the bus and uh, praying a miracle for a miracle and uh, crumbling at the end. So yes, it will be another another challenge, and even not only for Morocco, for African teams in general. It will be a, this uh, this uh, World Cup will be another challenge tactically because we we will face teams which are which are definitely uh, at a higher level, far higher uh, higher level uh, than us tactically, and maybe some some have been lucky at the at the draw, and some uh, sadly for them has been have been drawn with some uh, some big fishes, Some big fish, sorry.
0: Yeah, definitely the first matchup, Group B, it's definitely going to come to a huge tactical matchup between uh, Carlos Kairos and Herbert Renard. Um, and just the last question, see uh, from my end, before I pass it on to Baalbek, is that if you could just give us your insight and maybe what the media is right now saying in Morocco about you know Carlos Kairosh and the Iranian national team, if we get just a little bit of an insight into that,
1: I think yes. The for Morocco, the and for for Morocco, for Morocco, for Moroccan, sorry, for Moroccan um, media's, journals and fans, the the, the goal is clear. <coughs> the the target is clear. It's to beat Iran uh, on the on the opener to have a, a chance against um, against um, against in the second match and to have a chance actually to qualify. Because a draw would be a would with would almost with would almost send Morocco and uh, and probably Iran also in the back home, you know, and the goal is clear. I would say the they have to beat the they have to beat Iran, and I think also that personally they have to beat Iran to qualify and to to have hopes and to have hopes to to make something because maybe after beating iran they could uh, they could surprise uh, one of the two and uh, because i think pursuing that uh, maybe 1 point uh, 4 points could be enough to qualify because um, I, I think uh, portugal will have problems to, to beat one of uh, one of iran or or or, um, or morocco if uh, one of them have has won the the, the opener between both so I think yes, the, and uh, and I know many Moroccans who told me also that the the game against Iran is uh, is also is already uh, almost a, uh, a do or die clash, you know, because uh, on the paper and for both teams those are they are the three uh, those are the, the three uh, easiest points to to get uh, in the in the entire group in the entire World Cup. Uh, Campaign so yes everything will be determined by the by the result of um, of Morocco against um, against uh, against Iran and and we could imagine but uh, I think it will take uh, uh, a great miracle I would say we could imagine maybe a, a draw between Morocco and uh, and Iran and but uh, maybe by a miracle Morocco beating one of uh, one of Portugal or. Um, um, or or Spain, but Portugal being the 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 like the like list between a, between a huge quote. Um, but I think yes, the 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 game against Iran is uh, is crucial. Is already crucial, and it's and uh, maybe it's a bit tough to have to to play your entire World Cup campaign on your up It's Maybe a bit tough for both teams. Because uh, both teams have shown uh, extreme solidity, and and I think even both teams, to be fair, if if they had been drawn in uh, in other groups, I think they could have they could have uh, been given uh, they could have the, they could have had um, a real a real chance of uh, of of qualifying a proper chance of qualifying for for round of sixteen. But now they have uh, they have to play uh, already do or die clash in the the World Cup opener, and it will determine, I think, for both for both Iran and Morocco the the fate, and the, and the, the the goal is clear set for for Morocco and even for Everina. I think he said that uh, <coughs> he's he knows he's wary of um, Iran uh, threats and he knows that the this game will be crucial for the for the future of Morocco in the World Cup. Final question for you: Give us a prediction
2: for Iran against Morocco.
1: Oh, I would say uh, personally, I would love to see uh, Morocco, uh, Morocco winning it. But I think it will end on a on a one-one draw or something like this. But I hope to see a uh, to see some goals uh, because uh, because I I I won't hide I won't hide that I would be with the quality on the field in both sides in both Iran and. And the Morocco's team, I would be a pretty sad to not see goals, uh, to not see goals in the in the in the in the game. And I hope, personally, as I said, I hope Morocco will win. But uh, I think it will end uh, my my head, if you prefer, says Morocco. My heart, if you prefer, says Morocco. But my head thinks that it will end uh, on a on a draw and uh, and uh, a draw with, with some goals. I hope.
0: That's something like our own ball back would say, but more like hard, more more or less finger run. Um, but nonetheless, lotfi, we really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Um, if we'll have your information obviously in the bio, but could you let folks know where they could find you? Oh yes, you can find me on uh, on Twitter
1: at uh, at lotfiwada l o t l o t f i w a d a, and uh, that's where I I am. I ramble about African football and uh, and many other things and. Uh, and that's where I am uh, generally uh, most of the time.
0: Lhotse, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure speaking to you today.
1: Thank you for your invitation. It was uh, it was for me a, a honor to be there. And uh, thank you again for your invitation.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, Lotfi.